I quit my job during a pandemic. Yikes. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Traveling Thoughts podcast. Welcome, welcome. I hope you're all having a great day, afternoon, evening. I don't know if, if it's even good, but I hope it is. Um, so yeah, welcome to the podcast. I already said that, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about how my life has been during the pandemic. And you're probably sick of hearing about the pandemic, but unfortunately it took quite a chunk of our life away, so it's hard not to really talk about it. It almost seems like a blur. You're either the person who has completely disregarded the last year, like it doesn't exist, we're still in like 2019, and then there are those who remember everything and that includes just binging netflix shows and eating as many snacks as you possibly can yeah that's that's relatable but i struggled as many people did during the pandemic but in different ways that i'm sure many will have had experience will have experienced as well and I don't know. When I think back, it's all a blur. You know? Like, time was different in 2020. It was everything and nothing all at once. Suddenly, it was already June. And that's uh, a key moment. Because it was my birthday month. Um, And I was like, wow. I can't do anything for my birthday. I don't really care for my birthday, let's be real. But... It was just strange to not even have the option to. I had no choice. I couldn't do anything for my birthday. Did I do something for my birthday? Thing is, you see, it wasn't even that long ago. You know, it was less than a year ago, and yet I, I can't remember it. I can't remember anything. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that realisation. But yeah, let me just go back a bit and give you a little summary of what, where I was at before the pandemic made its big appearance and the world went into lockdown. So I was pretty much a newly graduated person, no longer a student, and I graduated in the summer of 2019 I can't really tell you much about my university experience. Maybe that'll be for another time. It wouldn't be very long. (laughs) It'd be a very short episode. But I did it. I got my degree in computer science and I was ready to go into the working world. Was that convincing? I wasn't ready. I really wasn't ready for the working world. But like anyone else, I was forced into it. So why not? fake it till you make it. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, leading up to graduating, obviously you have to start looking for jobs and graduate schemes. And so I think my Christmas break, so twenty end of 2018, around the Christmas break, I was searching for as many jobs as possible. That didn't mean I applied to that many jobs. 
I saw them. I read them. But I did not apply to all of them. Uh, because I'm picky and full of anxiety and self-doubt. Again, a big, big victim of imposter syndrome. I'd love to talk about imposter syndrome some more, but that will take up way too much time. We'll, we'll put a pin in it and we'll come back to it another time. But yeah, I just, I would read the description and freak out because I couldn't do any of it. Even though I technically could, but I think the wording of it just put me off and I'd say, nope, I can't do that, I can't do that. Even though really, you could just learn on the job. I'm pretty sure a lot of people just learn on the job. As long as you're willing to learn and, you know, you have the good foundations, then go for it. I'm saying that now, do as I say, not as I do, (laughs) because I didn't listen to myself. Yeah, I think I applied for like a handful, if that, of different graduate schemes because a lot of the the good ones or the well-known companies were they had an earlier deadline so that's why during that Christmas I was panicking and having existential crisis every night I was thinking about what I what am I gonna do once uni finishes I don't know what it's like to work I never really done an industrial placement or work experience within this field the only job job I ever had was at an ice cream shop and you don't need a degree to work in an ice cream shop you do get to eat a lot of ice cream so that was fun I mean I I don't want to go back there it's scary (laughs) working with food and having to make things look instagrammable it's it's harder than it looks really but yeah that was my first job yeah I was really not prepared for the world of work and on top of that I still have to graduate and I was already not on a great start coming into my final year You know, I worked hard in my first and second year to be on track for a good grade. But then third year, I just got so into my head about the future that I kind of forgot about the present and actually having to study and put all my energy into university. But again, it's done. It's over with. It's fine. I graduated. I applied for some graduate schemes. I heard back from some, uh, actually, did I? I heard back from one that I actually was really eager about, but they said they ran out of spaces for their assessment day, which really sucked because I submitted my application before the deadline, uh, albeit it was like on the deadline. But, you know, it's not my fault you ran out of spaces and they gave me an option to go through a different track. So, they had like different specialist subjects to go into and I I didn't want to go into the other one that they offered and the assessment day sounded really tough and I thought maybe I could go in just for experience but who am I kidding that's just too much work especially when I have to focus on university as well and I wasn't going to get it anyway so you know what I was like no and then I was still looking for a job and I saw one And I was like, great, maybe I'll apply for this. But I put it on the back burner because, again, anxiety and I was nervous. Not long after, my friend actually sent me a sort of a job description being like, you would be perfect for this. It looks like something you'd be interested uh, in. And it was the same job that I was looking at earlier. So I took that as a sign. I was like, okay, I'm going to apply. And I did. And I was kind of done. I was just going to wait for a response. Carried on, slowly working my way through university. Uh, 
yeah, I'm not going to go into the details of my work <laughs> at university. I finally heard back from the company that I applied for and I got invited to an interview, so the first stage of interview. This was still during the time of doing my final project. I was freaking out. I went for the interview and I was not bad. I think I've only ever had two previous experiences of interviews and I learned so much from those two experiences that I knew how to carry myself and take my time. I think that's the one thing. You know, when you're scared, you start trying to come up with the first thing. You're trying to say the first thing that comes to your mind and it's probably something really irrelevant to the job and they don't need to hear it. So, you know, taking your time, thinking, that's good. You should do that. So I, I did that going to the interview. I tried to do some research beforehand to kind of answer some technical questions. Uh, didn't do a good job. They could see I was trying. But they were really nice. And I came out of that thinking, you know what? It's possible I could have, I did a good job. And that sort of confidence doesn't come to me as often as you'd think, you know, because I'm so confident <laughs> in my day-to-day -day life. No, I was pretty proud of myself, even if I don't get a job. You know, it's something to tick. I got another interview experience that I can learn from and move on to the next. So yeah, that was fine. I went back to university and carried on working my final product, waiting for any feedback. Then I got invited to the second round of interview. And it was with the tech director and like senior leadership member, which sounds terrifying on paper because I don't know who these people are. And I still feel like I'm not qualified for this job. And it, it was a graduate job, but it's a permanent role. So of course they know you're gonna be fresh out of university, but again, I think everyone has such high expectations of what a person should be. Not realizing that maybe I've set them too high that it's unachievable. And that's my downfall. That's my bad. That's my fault. But yeah, I went back for the second interview and this is like near the deadline of my final project. So a lot of things were happening. And I just went, I went into this interview answer the questions and what I really liked about them was that they took into consideration that I am well I was at the time a university student and I obviously didn't have work experience and it's great for those who did some like some work during the summer and things but I didn't do that but they really took into account that I wouldn't have experience so they asked me a lot of questions about university and how I work with others and things like that which was great and it made me feel so com Confident. Confident and comfortable. I tried to say those two words together, it didn't work. I felt comfortable and confident. And after the interview was done, shook hands. You know, I went I went back to the train station and as I was walking, I actually felt good. Like this feeling is something that I, I never really had before. And to put it into perspective, it's like, you know, the trend on like social media nowadays is like manifest it into reality say it manifest it and it'll become reality that's kind of the feeling i had i came out of the interview thinking you know i could get this job i'm gonna manifest it into reality and this is a feeling that i wanted to keep forever i wish i felt like this all the time 
but I'm glad I did feel it. Just remember this moment, okay? Remember this moment. Because I went back to university, submitted my final project, which was stressful, but let's not get into that. Um, and then I actually missed the phone call. I missed the phone call and I listened to the voicemail. And it was from the company. And they said, oh, uh, call me back. And I said, okay. Well, I didn't say okay. But I called them back. But it was towards the end of the day. So, yeah, they didn't respond. And I knew, okay, I have to make sure I'm awake in the morning tomorrow because I'm sure they'll call sometime during the morning and I sleep late. So, there's that. And I was still in bed when the phone rang and I quickly answered it. I was like, hello? And then I got offered the job. And I was like, wow, everything is lining up. Lining into place. Uh, lining into? Aligning? My stars have aligned. <laughs> and I felt so happy because it was just one less thing to worry about and although I felt like in my head I knew I worked hard to get the job but I didn't necessarily put that much effort in does that make sense like this is the two sides of me one side saying oh you didn't really work that hard and another side is you did work hard because you applied for the job, you answered the questions, you did as much research as you can while still being in university. So give yourself some credit. So I kept thinking of that side. I'm like, give myself credit. I'm sure there were other people. I mean, there were other people, you know, competing for the same job and they chose me. So that must mean something. And I was, what's the word? I was, it's a good thing that I felt confident coming out of the interview, you know, it reassured me that that feeling was valid. So yeah, uh, I, this is a really long explanation of where I was at before the pandemic. But yeah, that's some that's some backstory. I got the job, and I was gonna start in September. So after I would have like a long summer, like three months summer break before going in to my first day at work. Uh, and it was such a big relief because it didn't really matter what grade I got at the end for like my degree because I already had a job lined up. Of course I tried. I tried to do the best I could. Uh, I could have done better, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But I graduated and I had a job lined up. So I started my first day in September of 2019 and we're leading up to the hit that was 2020 um and yeah I was freaking out and I already the thing is I went into work and I was like oh this is such a lovely place and honestly when I tell you it's a great place it is a great place to work I was glad that I got to work in such in such an amazing and kind and encouraging work environment because they really focused on work culture and I think everyone should have an experience that I had and working with a company that cares uh, so it was great everyone was lovely and you know at first it's quite overwhelming but you're a graduate and they know that so I was trained up everyone was so kind so it, I didn't really have anything to worry about but it's in my nature to be anxious <laughs> I didn't even know what questions to ask because I didn't even know what I didn't know and so I freaked out I freaked myself out a lot and everyone kept reassuring me so it was really just all on me it was my fault for freaking out all the time. But the one thing they did say was it would probably take you your first year to really 
settle in. And I was like, okay, first year, that's longer than I thought. I was expecting, you know, for me to be settled in uh, in like two weeks time. But sure, okay, <laughs> a year. See, this is what I mean. My standards are very different from reality. They're too high. My standards are too high and I should lower them. But yeah, it was a lot to take in. And I was in a new environment, you know, new experience. And I was enjoying it. This When I look back, you know, it was great. It was fun that I got to learn so much. But, and here's the but. I knew I wouldn't be here for long. I wouldn't be working there for long. Because it wasn't an industry that I was interested in. You know, it's not a place that I saw myself working there for years. And I also had to remind myself, I literally just graduated university. I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You know, it's never going to really be the first job you get is the one that you're going to stick with. Um, so yeah, I I always had a feeling that maybe after the first year, I'd start looking for another place or another industry to work in. And then in the second year of work, yeah, I'll figure it out. So while I'm still trying to settle into the workplace, we hear about the infamous coronavirus. And, you know, at the beginning, we're all like, what is this? We don't really know. We're carrying on living our life. And then it became more serious. We had to sort of put in some precautions in case the office would have to close down until further notice. And so I was preparing to get equipment sent to people's homes just in case so we're prepared for, you know, the sudden announcement. And luckily that happened because literally as soon as I sent everything out, the next day we got a text informing us that we're not supposed to come into the office anymore. And this happened after six months of me. So this was my first six months of work. So I'm like half settled right, compared to the year that everyone said it would take me. This was six months. And that was hard. (laughs) That was really hard. You know, it's great to work from home and I'm glad, I'm really grateful and I'm fortunate enough to have, have work during the pandemic. During 2020, we were still able to, you know, like business as usual, really. It didn't affect us that much a lot of people were capable of working at home and we already kind of had a flexible working schedule in which you could work from home so for people it was probably a good thing they didn't have to travel into London no longer having to commute and no one likes a commute into London actually not central London so yeah we as part of the tech team got a lot of equipment sent from the office to our homes and that's where it starts started to started to get a bit difficult for me because obviously I was a new addition to the team so I didn't have as much to do as the others because I'm still learning and I don't have as many projects which was fine but it became more apparent as I started working from home that there wasn't much for me to do or it would be really sporadic like it would be short-term things that I could pretty much do really quickly and a lot of people told me that I work pretty quick, that when I'm given given something to do, that I can do it quickly. But in my head, I feel like I'm taking too long. And again, see, this is different perspectives. I never really knew how to work properly. I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it, but 
Again, my expectations and reality were very different. I just, I felt like I had nothing to do. And it was true. Some days, I literally would have nothing to do. No meetings, no nothing. I didn't use the time wisely. Because I was trapped at home, same four walls. And it just wasn't a great environment mentally. I just, I'm not a very social person. I'm very introverted. But when you take away the very little socialising that I do, it's difficult. Suddenly, I had no social interaction. <laughs> like team calls, daily stand-ups, and you know, like team chat doesn't really fulfil that hole. You know, it's not the same of same thing as being in the kitchen and have striking conversation with someone that you don't really work with. They could be from a different department and, you know, you just strike up a nice conversation. Can't really do that. It's a bit awkward to start a conversation with someone that you don't talk to, usually, if they're, like, outside your team. So, yeah, I lost a lot of social interaction. Obviously couldn't see my friends. We also lived lived quite far apart. And, yeah, anyway. <laughs> and on top of that, I couldn't balance work. Like, the idea of working from home and separating that from being at home because when the workday ended it didn't feel like there was a clear distinction of when work ends and when I can now relax that being said I also as I mentioned before I didn't have much to do on a lot of the days so it kind of I always felt on edge (laughs) and I always felt guilty because I'm like what am I supposed to do and of course I could have utilized the time to like train and like learn new things and create a project but I had I'm someone who's who struggles with finding passion and motivation to do things you know like I already wasn't very interested in the industry that I was working in and the job itself although at times it's fun it's not something that I saw myself doing a lot in terms of it's not something I'd carry on doing in the future so it was really difficult for me to just get my head down and work and you're at home I'm not dressed I'm I'm, I was in my pajamas pretty much for a year straight still am in my pajamas (laughs) uh yeah and it was a struggle it was a struggle to just turn my mind off because I kept freaking out about, you know, I was feeling guilty about not doing work, but then I also couldn't get myself motivated to actually do something about it. And I didn't want to let my team down because, you know, I think they're so great and I can, I hear about, you know, what they're doing, what they're working on. And I'm just sitting here like I'm not doing any of this. You know, I just haven't been caught yet is essentially the feeling I had. Also, as part of the job, we had quite a lot of equipment. I didn't have a lot of space for this equipment, so it was kind of just glaring at me. No, I just look at all this equipment and think, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to deal with you. But it's just an obvious reminder of my guilt. So yeah, I feel like I'm rambling, but working from home at first was great because I could wake up literally a minute before my daily stand-up and no one would know. I mean, they might have known, but we didn't really have our webcams on. So, yeah, that that was me. I can say it now, if you're listening. Uh, 
I woke up. I always wake up pretty much a minute before the daily stand up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I I just I got into a bad habit, a bad routine. But mentally, I was struggling, and I knew I was. But I also, this is the thing. I knew I was. In, I had. Let me let me start again. I was struggling because I knew that I was one of the fortunate ones who got to keep like got to keep their job and was able to work as usual from home during the pandemic. There was no cuts to salary or anything. We continued as usual. And I'm so thankful that I that I didn't have to worry about that for 2020. You know, during the pandemic, it didn't affect us. It just meant things were different and having to adapt to that. I know I'm one of the lucky ones who got to keep their job and nothing really changed for me besides not being able to go outside and do things. And that really weighed on me because I knew that there were people who were losing their job or had to go on furlough and here I am wanting to quit. I just felt like it was so selfish of me to even consider quitting. But then, you know, when I really thought about it, whether I kept my job or quit, it wouldn't change what had happened to other people. So I should stop feeling guilty for things that are out of my control and stop feeling so bad about it. And... I realized the one thing that really kept me going were the people and the company. And that gets stripped away when you don't get to see them in the office anymore. The interactions through Teams, you know, online chat, it's not the same. It's not the same. And having to schedule a call with someone just to catch up, thats it just felt so unnatural and you felt like you were inconveniencing them. And then it became very obvious after that that the only reason I carried on, that I could carry on working was because of the people. But when I no longer had the people, I couldn't keep up with the job as best as I could have. Slowly, the idea of having to leave was really plague in my head. And I'd get really bad anxiety at night just thinking about it because I didn't want to disappoint people. See, here's the thing about me. I lack passion. And it's not because I'm I'm not a passionate person. It's just I haven't found the thing that I'm passionate about or I can't commit to something and be passionate about it because I'm terrified about the future. And again, I overthink things and, you know, I doubt myself and I don't think I'm talented. So I can't bring myself to commit to one thing and put all, pour all my passion into it. So when you don't have passion, you don't really have motivation. I don't really have that goal in life to achieve. But so far I've been surviving, right? So what is the thing that keeps me going? (laughs) And this is something that I've been aware of for a long time. And the thing that keeps me going is the fear of disappointing the people I care about and guilt. And they're not a good combination because they're sort of negative well they are negative emotions and 
It's not nice to constantly be reminded that you might disappoint the people you care about by not doing your job, like not doing your job properly. And then you feel guilty and you don't want to feel guilty. So to sort of prevent the feeling of guilt, you keep working and you try. But that only gets you so far. That keeps you from drowning. That keeps you just above the water and you're struggling. You're the little duck that's just kicking away, trying to stay afloat. And that was, that's me. That's literally me. <laughs> I, I'm not someone who really takes risks. I just, I just try to survive. And that went through my whole school life of, I just need the grades to get me to the next school or, you know, to higher education. I just needed the bare minimum. And I have so, I had so much potential. I just didn't know how to use it because I was just all up in my head. <laughs> I'm just, I'm constantly living in my head. So yeah, that has been how I functioned for the last 22 years of my life. So yeah, I think it was around October of 2020. So I, I had been, how long had it been? Like six months of working from home after like uh, lockdown and everything. Uh, we're still in lockdown during that time. So October is when the idea of I actually have to leave very soon <laughs> because I, I can't keep doing this. And it just kept playing in my head. And of course, I was still working and I was still doing as, as much as I could bring myself to. And in my personal life, things were happening as well. And it was it was getting a, like too much. It was getting too much. But I kept it in. No, I don't think anyone at work really realized what I was going through. I, in fact, they didn't because I didn't tell anyone. So it's not their fault. It's mine, again, for not really sharing my feelings. It just felt a bit weird, too, because we're all we're all suffering. We're all struggling. So I just felt like I had to keep it in. I didn't tell my family, friend. Well, I told my friend, <laughs> my, my one friend. <laughs> Hi, friend. Yeah, it, it was getting pretty difficult. I actually did tell my I had a chat with my boss during this time and he he's the greatest boss that I'll probably ever have uh, if you're listening you know who you are <laughs> I remember I just kind of broke down and I cried and I was like oh no <laughs> I don't mean to pile this onto you but I finally kind of let it out and my thoughts and feelings and he understood and you know we spoke it out you know in my head I still had the idea that I, I needed to leave I needed to quit but that time wasn't the time to say it because I still needed to think things through and it be it came to the December and usually I always book quite a long, like a big chunk of the December for leave. I like a long Christmas break and I was so excited. I was like, finally, I have like three weeks of nothing. <laughs> I could do nothing and be okay with doing nothing. Don't have to wait for someone to email me or anything. It was just calm. And again, during the lead up to Christmas, like my Christmas break, it was very quiet for me. I literally barely had any work to do. <laughs> uh, I was trying to find things to do and it, it was a big struggle. And during Christmas, I kept thinking about it. Every night I'd think about I need to leave because I was dreading going back to work. And no one should have to dread as much as I did going back to work. And again, I'll say it again, as I said before, I'm very thankful that I still had a job and I wasn't affected like financially by the pandemic. But again, my mental health 
my mental well-being, my existence was going through a crisis. <laughs> and because I was dreading going back to work, I just, I knew I had to do it. I told my sister, actually, I messaged my sister, telling my thoughts, like, I, I'm planning to leave. And it, it was a statement. It wasn't a question. I wasn't asking for advice. It was, I'm doing it. And I guess I just needed her to say, it's fine. You could, like, if you need to do it, then do it. Because I told my friend, my friend already knew what I was going through. And she was like, you know, you go, girl. And I was like, yes. But obviously telling your family is a different thing. So I told my sister and she was, you know, very supportive because again, I'm only 22 and I have a long time to figure out what it is that I want to do. So giving myself time to figure it out is what I need to kind of reset. Because I felt like it was, I just rushed into work after university because I felt like that's what you had to do. I couldn't afford to not have a job. But obviously I've been saving up the past year because I was like, I, I, I just need to figure it out. I need to figure life out. I need time to my, for myself to figure, it, figure out what it is that I want to do. And I'll come back to that. But yeah, I, I told my sister and she's very supportive. Then I told my brothers. Um, so I, I have three siblings and they're all quite a bit older than me. Um, and I told them and they were like, if that's what you want to do, that's great. You know, you're still young you have time to figure it out. I was like, cool. Then I told my mum and she was like, obviously she brought up the pandemic. I was like, maybe should we after the pandemic? And I was like, it's been a year. <laughs> okay. It's been a whole year of the pandemic. I, I can't let it stop me. You know, it already took a big chunk away from me. You know, when you graduate, you want to finally live your life kind of thing. I didn't really get that. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't get to go on the holidays I planned to with my friends. I didn't really get to do the things I said I would do in 2020. I was already feeling kind of miserable. So I'm not going to let the pandemic take this away from me. And I said, no, I'm not waiting till after the pandemic. You know, I'm aware. This is not a thought that just came to me impulsively. It's something that's been on my mind since the very beginning, really. It just the one thing that was stopping me was the pandemic. But again, I couldn't let it stop me anymore. I can't let it affect my life as much as it has and still is. But I know I needed to do it. So I went back to work, still working from home, decided that I was going to tell my boss in our one-to-one. And I kind of felt bad because I realized I probably should have kind of eased him into it. But uh, yeah, I think it was a big, a big bomb dropped onto him. And I said I want to leave. So that was, in that call, it was me give, handing in my notice, my one month's notice. And it was emotional. I cried. Uh, I cry very easily, but that, that was a lot of emotion for me. Because I, I guess a part of me was worried about what people would think, thinking like, what are you doing? It's so irresponsible. But fuck it. <laughs> Honestly, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I am not a risk taker, never, never, <laughs> I never take risks because I guess I'm scared to commit because I think too much about what if it goes wrong or what if that, this and that, no, no, no. I think of all the bad things that could happen. And sure, I think about all the great things that could happen too, but I'm scared of the bad things. And like I said, uh, I've 
you know, the fear of disappointment and the guilt, it, it gets too much. So this was a big risk for me. And again, I didn't have a solid plan, but I just knew for my sake that I had to, I just couldn't do it. And especially at the beginning of the year, before I kind of have to commit to work projects or long-term projects, you know, so I thought the beginning of the year is a good time before I have any commitments uh, in my job, just to kind of cut myself out of the picture. <laughs> uh, I don't have a better analogy, but yeah, or a better metaphor rather. So I told my boss, and then obviously people in the company start to hear about it, and you know, it was quite emotional for me because I really did, and I still do, like love everyone I worked with. But again, you can't just keep working in a job because of the people. You have to also like what you're doing. And I didn't. I'm not going to lie. That month, my last month, I never felt so productive. You know, I finally did the things that I wanted to do. You know, I did the training that I was meant to do a year ago. And, you know, I was, I guess because I had nothing to lose. You know, it was my last month. It didn't really matter what I what I did. So I kind of breezed through it. And I, I did cry. On my last day, I like I sent out a bunch of emails, you know, thanking everyone and saying how lovely the company is and how much I appreciated it being my first job. And it's quite funny. So we usually the work the company has a Christmas dinner no company Christmas dinner so in 2019 that Christmas it was my first Christmas party um, and we were able to obviously go to a restaurant before it was before the pandemic was really a thing and everyone would ask me you know what like how how are you how are you finding the job and at that time I, I've been working for like three months it would be it would have been my third month um, and I worded this very carefully because obviously everyone was drinking you know at the open bar or open tab so <laughs> I thought about what I was going to say, like how to answer that question. And I said, it's a very great place to work for my first job. Right. Like I, I knew I wasn't going to stay and it would be, a, this is a great first job. So that, that already in the December of 2019 already kind of set my future plans like that was the start of my plan I guess yeah and it was you know, I thought I've been thinking about it for so long and finally quitting was scary you know my last month I felt I felt so relieved and th and the thing is when I had finally told my boss that you know I'm I'm handing in my notice I had this feeling I got this feeling that oh my gosh this is it and it feels great <laughs> like I felt so relieved I felt so happy and it was nothing that anyone could stop me from doing really because I thought about it so much it caused me a lot of sleepless nights but finally kind of handing in my notice and 
I guess regaining control of my life felt so so good. Like I finally am taking responsibility of my life and doing the things that I want to do. And you're asking me what it is that I want to do. Uh, I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> but having this freedom to just try the things I always wanted to try, to learn the things I wanted to learn, and not feeling guilty. Because that's a, that's a thing I feel a lot. Just no guilt. And I already told the people close to me that I was quitting. So there was no disappointing people. The only thing left was finding the thing that I'm passionate about and that motivated me. That gives me motivation to find the thing that I like and to do it. This was me taking a risk. And the feeling I got when handing in my notice was the same feeling I got when I did the interview for the job. Remember, I felt confident and I wanted to keep this feeling forever and this feeling came back. And that was my sign that I was on the right path. Because again, I'm only 22 years old and I shouldn't have to know at this, po at this point in time, at this exact moment, what I want to do for the rest of my life. In fact, no one knows what they're going to do for the rest of their life. Life is constantly changing. You're going to go down one career path and then do a whole 180 and do something else. Who knows what it is that you're going to do. When you're 40, you might have a complete career change and that's okay but at 22 years old right now I currently don't have a job <laughs> and I quit my job in well I handed in my notes in January and I still don't know what it is that I want to do do I regret quitting every now and then I think about it but I know deep down the answer is no, I don't regret it. Regret it? I don't regret it. <laughs> I don't regret it. Because I finally had the break that I needed. You know, I never had a gap year. So I'm considering this the gap year I never had. I saved up so I know that I can survive for pretty much a year. I, I hope before before then, before an entire year has passed that I've figured it out. But I don't know. I honestly don't know. But like I said, I'm not a risk taker and this was a big risk. And the one question is, you know, when is a risk worth taking? And I honestly can't tell you if this risk was worth taking because I haven't gotten to where I want to be yet. But the feeling that I have right now I feel great. I'm making a podcast and you're listening to it. I wouldn't have done this before. It would, you know, it would just be a thought. But now, having quit my job and having this time to think about what it is that I want to do, I can make a podcast. I can devote time to this. And it's just something that makes me happy to be able to talk about my thoughts, uh, no matter how incoherent. Incoherent? incoherent <laughs> why can't I speak incoherent there we go see I, I can just ramble on and on and you can just skip all of this but 
it makes me happy. I have all these thoughts in my head and I finally get to share it. You know, because when I was working, I felt like all my thoughts was just trapped inside my head and it was painful, really. I didn't, I couldn't really share it. But now I am sharing it with you in this podcast. (laughs) The whole reason of this episode and explaining about how I and why I quit my job was because, I mean, no one could have predicted the pandemic. Perhaps history really does repeat itself. And I'm talking about my own experience during the pandemic. I can't speak for anyone else, but of course I know that Everyone would have struggled in some shape or form in 2020 for various reasons, not even just the pandemic. But I'm sort of person who always said, like, this year is going to be my year. And then not actually doing anything to make it the best year ever, you know. But in 2020, I genuinely believe that I was going to, you know, come out of my shell and do more. But of course, things don't always turn out the way you want them to. And with lockdown and everything, not being able to go out and just enjoy life, not being able to travel and just do the things that you would have normally done, you, well, I just felt like I wasn't growing or developing. Came out of uni in my first job and I felt like I was going nowhere thing is I have no excuse for any other year where I said this was going to be my year and I didn't do anything but 2020 and even part of 2021 the pandemic was the reason why I couldn't do a lot of the things that I said I wanted to but I felt like at some point it became an excuse sure I couldn't go out and socialize and talk to people and things like that and meet new people But it doesn't stop me from developing and growing. There's a lot of things I could do on my own as well. And slowly I started to realise, well, why don't I just do the things that I want to do? Stop letting the pandemic be an excuse for me not getting off my ass and doing something that is good for me. I spent too much time thinking about the things that I wanted to do and not actually doing any of it. Not even doing the things that were very doable. Sure, I couldn't go on holiday and explore and do this and that, but I could learn a new skill from my own home. At at some point, I realised I couldn't let it affect me anymore. And that for someone who never takes risks, this was going to be a pretty big one. (laughs) Who, Who would willingly quit their job during a pandemic? And again, you might think this was stupid because... You know, what do you have to show? I still haven't really done anything significant after quitting my job. And you know what? I am fine with that. Because I'm learning so much about myself. I always knew I wanted to delve deeper into my creative side. You know, I've taken up illustrating and I'm not even that great, but... Just developing those skills and getting my thoughts out there. No longer trapped in my head. 
drawing them, writing it down, making a podcast. (laughs) These are things that are really helping me develop and discover more about me and what I enjoy without guilt because this is me taking control of my life and not living by a set of rules or a standard timeline that we're all supposed to adhere to you know you're supposed to go to university and then find a job get a high salary boring it's boring (laughs) I I don't want to be trapped in an office job no matter how great the office is I can't see myself sitting at a desk and ugh, no I like I just I think this is the thing that I always struggled with and I think this is also another reason why I struggled in my final year because I could never see what it is that I wanted to do in the future and I still can't really because realistically if I'm being truth truthful to myself an office job would be a simple way out get an office job and stick with it slowly make your way up the ranks and you know you get the salary you wanted but it might not be your dream job and the reason why I suffered so much in my final year is because I didn't want to accept that reality while trying to apply for these jobs that I I knew I had to do I didn't want to because I didn't want to be trapped I didn't want to let myself be trapped it it was like I was giving in and for a year I did you know for my first real job out of university for six months I was working in office and then for another what was it like eight months or or more I was working from home I spent more time working from home than I did in the office and you know I, I just had enough I don't know what my dream job is maybe I do that I don't want to get into in this episode but I took a risk and like I said before I don't know if it's worth if if it was worth taking but I do know is I'm on the right path Currently, I believe I'm on the right path because I have this confidence that I felt after that second job interview. I got the job after feeling that, right? And so if I feel it now, surely it means that I'm onto something. I don't know how long it will take, but that is part of the journey, part of the risk. And I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I'm i still the same anxious person who stays up late at night because they have too many thoughts, very loud thoughts in their head, who has nightmares <laughs> of being in an office job and missing deadlines and disappointing people. Yeah, there are very those are very real nightmares. But here I am making this podcast. I don't know if anyone's listening. But it's my way of expressing myself in the way that I never really got to do before because I was too scared. You know, I am being somewhat vulnerable on 
the internet, <laughs> sharing my thoughts with strangers or those who those who have no idea what I'm thinking most of the time because I keep all of this to myself. And it feels great to express myself. And slowly but surely, I am getting there. And <laughs> I'm excited for the future. You know, I hope eventually I can look back and say, you know what, I'm so glad I quit my job. I'm so glad I quit my job, you know. Nothing against the people uh, at my old job. <laughs> I love you guys, but... <laughs> You know, my brain, my mind is thanking me. My mental health is thanking me. You know, it's not smooth sailing. I'm still... I'm still struggling to figure it out. But that's... Part of the experience. It's a learning curve. But me doing this podcast, me sharing this with you, my thoughts and feeling experiences in this first episode is my first step to really just going for it and yeah I feel like there's so much more that I want to say but I don't know I hope you listening to this to me to my thoughts and my experiences that you know you think about the things you want to do in life or the things you want to achieve in life and you might not know exactly what it is but it's a feeling you want to feel happy you want to feel accomplished but you don't necessarily know what it is that you want to accomplish does that make sense? Like you wanna, there are those who wish to be famous. You don't really know what you wanna be famous for, but you wanna be known, you wanna be remembered. And that's great. You know, you don't achieve that by just surviving. And I acknowledge that I'm in a position where I can just quit my job during a pandemic and I understand that but there are other aspects in life and I think that we can all be a little bit more of a risk taker stepping out of our comfort zone and maybe maybe there is a place for you to take a risk and achieve something I don't know what it is it's okay to feel scared. I'm still scared. I'm scared of everything. But I still did this. I'm still doing it. Because deep down, I have a feeling that it is going to be worth it. And I'm rooting for that little voice deep down that's cheering me on. And I'm listening to those around me. The people, my ex-colleagues. They were all saying that, you know, I'm going to do great in whatever it is that, I, that I'm going to do. And they had no idea what it... They don't even know what I'm planning to do, but they still have faith in me. My friends, my family have faith in me, and, you know, when I, where I lack that faith, they provided it for me in tenfold. And so, yeah, it's great to have those who support you, but you also have to believe in yourself. That's the most important thing. If you believe the risk is worth taking, then you should take it. I believe that me quitting my job during a pandemic was well worth the risk and I have yet to reap the rewards <laughs> of taking that risk, but I'm happy with where I am right now. 
I'm still scared, but I'm okay with it. I still have those sleepless nights. I still think about the what ifs and the scary, scary future, but I have to remember that right now I'm making steps to achieve the future that I want. So, what is the risk that you want to take? That question isn't as cool as I thought it'd be, but I also can't come up with a better question. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this has been the first episode of the Travelling Thoughts podcast created and hosted by me, Emily Ma. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to my rambles and maybe somewhere in there there is something meaningful. I think I just repeated myself constantly. But oh well. (laughs) Uh, Again, thank you for listening and yeah, thank you for listening to the first episode. I keep saying that. (laughs) Okay, wait. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I hope, no, I will, I will have another episode up same time next week and who knows where we will be going to next I hope you enjoyed your ride on my train of thought and I will see you next time next week I will see you next week on the next episode of Travelling Thoughts until then I hope you have a lovely week uh, do this is where I'm supposed to like put a plug in or tell oh follow this podcast if you're on Spotify okay, uh, I don't really know how this works leave a review <laughs> you can follow me on any of the podcast streaming platforms uh, let me know what you think or don't (laughs) if it's negative don't tell me I don't want to know about it but yeah I'll see you uh, next week thank you for listening